he called the other day and we did a tag team. Um, I'm not ready to quite talk about hot sauce, but I'm gonna talk something that relates to hot sauce. Um, meat, M-E-A-T, meat. Now, the reason I picked that topic, couple reasons, um, Thursday night at prayer meeting, the Lord spoke that he's feeding meat to this church. And I thought, you know, Pastor Matt, you know, meat, hot sauce, you know, just think of wings. Uh, <laughs> you know, mmm, you know, I like a little flavor, a little, little, you know, ah, oh, yeah. You know, things of the spirit can be good. So I'm going to, uh, I have a message, but it's like I, I'm trying to get into it. And we're going to start um, Acts 2, 41 through 42. Now, this is Pentecost. And all of a sudden, there's 120 people in an upper room. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God falls. And all of a sudden, they're running around, and here's these Jews speaking in Greek and every language from around, and there's a festival going on, and everybody says, I hear them talking in my, what's happening? Peter gets up, preaches a sermon. 5,000, or, you know, about what, 10% of Troy gets saved? I got a question. Where are we going to put 5,000 people right now? Oh, let's, let's go a little bit later. Peter, uh, they're walking to the uh, temple to pray. Man gets healed, lame, walking, praising. Peter gets up and preaches again. Well, 3,000 were, now another 5,000. 8,000 people get saved within a matter of two weeks. Let's see here. Um, if 120 were in the upper room, that's about 80 apiece. So every one of you, imagine if this was that upper room. 80, every one of you now has 80 people you're responsible for. Twelve apostles now have 8,000 people plus families, where, where are we going to meet? I mean, they really didn't have a Times Union building that they could go down and rent. 8,000 people plus families. So what do they have to do with them? I believe that's why they had to meet in homes. I believe that's why daily they sat there and, and under the disciples' teaching, you know. They, by the way, they didn't have a New Testament either. They didn't really have a curriculum. Okay, let's, uh, let's get online. Uh, was it uh, uh, go to a Bible place and order, you know, okay, here's, you know, uh, we need 8,000 books on basic Christianity, you know, the basic teachings. They had an Old Testament how, 
Can you imagine all of a sudden now you're, you're 80 people come in your house and now you got to teach them? Uh, they couldn't go, well, let's get the latest book by Joyce Myers, and, you know, and, or, you know, uh, uh, let's, let's grab a book by this. Let's, you know, well, let's go. No. All they had was what they were given. So just to go on, many years later, these 8,000-plus families, plus imagine <laughs> they got saved. All of a sudden, they're now talking to the next-door neighbor. Come on with me to this. Come on. Meeting, great. You're going to, you know, we got a house meeting. Just come on over. You know, we'll have a little, you know, some, some uh, iced tea, some cookies, and, uh, you know, maybe some wings with hot sauce. Uh, and by the way, you know, just, so I imagine they grew. Here's Jerusalem now saved. And then later on, the city was destroyed and the Christianity was put. So 8,000-plus 8, 8, missionaries sent out into the field after they had been trained under the disciples' doctrines. However, and I say however, the Word of God has some very interesting things, and we're going to get to meet. Hebrews 6. One and two. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. You mean because I know the Bible, I'm not perfect? See, knowing the word does not make you perfect. Because I can quote scripture, that doesn't make me necessarily a good Christian. So let, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundations of repentance from dead works, of faith towards God, of the doctrines of baptism, laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Just think of these things. These are like basic principles. Basic principles let us go on to perfection. Didn't say I, learn, I need to learn more doctrine. I can quote more scripture. Didn't say that. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. What are dead works? You know, and, well, I, I remember I, I was reading this one. I, Steve anonymously give $500 to the Christmas fund. I'm so good. Oh, did you see the way I prayed the other day, man? Woo! Am I a spiritual person? Hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a in Matthew, you read, and it says, you know, Lord, Lord, look at all we did in your name. He says, I never knew you. Are you doing things God hasn't called you to do? Are you doing them because you want to do them? 
God, I, I don't really want to pray, but I'd rather do this. Thank you. No, no rabbit trail, Stephen. If, if you watch my wife, she's laughing at me, and if you see her go, that's kiss for keep it simple, Stephen. I, I have, you know, it's like I'll ask Stephen questions, and you don't want to ask those. Faith towards God. Faith towards God. Do I talk more about my problems, or do I talk about that God's taking care of my problems? You know, which is it? Ooh. Got chills on that one. <laughs> Faith towards God. Does God love me? Yes, he does. Does he want good for me? Yes, he does. Um, just thinking, if, if you're an instructor or a coach, do you put your student or your, your players through difficult exercises? Yep. Why? You want them to get better. You want to give them an opportunity to, to strengthen, to, to perform better. Do I believe God's putting me through tests so I'll be stronger? Our doctrines of baptisms uh, doesn't make you say, but I believe you should be water baptized. It's a step that takes, that shows the world that you're being put to death, the old man, and rise in a new life in Christ. The baptism of the Spirit. The laying on of hands. Hmm. When we pray, sometimes we lay hands on people. You know, when Jesus was walking down, people, you know, when he touched people, something transferred from him. You know, the, the lady creeped up through the crowd and touched the hem of his garden garment. And he went, oh, who touched me? And the disciples said, uh, Jesus, there's hundreds of people around you, and, you know, you're crowded, but somebody by faith touched Jesus, who was filled with the things of God, the power of God, the Spirit of God. The resurrection of the dead. They put me in the grave, closed the casket, put me down to earth. I'm not there. I'm in heaven. But there's a day when that body's coming out of the grave. A new body, a holy body, a body that will never die, a body that is glorified, a body that's a reflection of the things of God, and of eternal judgment. There's no do-overs. You get to the judgment seat of God, you can't call on Perry Mason. He probably wouldn't even take your case. 
You know, you can't hire. Well, I, I've, got, I've got some lawyers here who want to speak for me. There's no speaking. The books will be opened and you'll be judged. Did you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Yes. Come on in. No. Down you go. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Now, it says, let us go on to perfection. You know, these things are like basic doctrines, things we should have. However, let's look at, uh, I'm, I'm going backwards now, Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. Wait a minute. Who's he writing to? Christians. He's saying, you got wax in your ears. I don't even see it. It's not even waxed. You're hearing this, but you're not doing. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. Which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Who eats, who drink, uh, who feeds mostly on milk? Little babies. <laughs> and what do little babies do? They eat, they sleep, and they mess their diapers. I'm going to say that about new Christians. <laughs> A lot of things to clean up. You see, Christianity is not like, what was it, the comic book? Shazam! I'm now instantly, I am changed from hell bound to heavenly seated. But how about my thoughts? How about my deeds? Anybody know a six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old says I'm gonna be a surgeon someday? Okay. Do I wanna let that six year old operate on me now? No. I want them to go through school. I want them to get good grades. I want them to go to medical school. I want them to practice. I want them to train such that by the time they're they're at me, they know what they're doing. I know Jesus lives. Do I know what Jesus has called me to do? Do I, know, do I know how to do it? The oracles of God become such as a need. Uh, you have need of milk. He's not even saying I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you up to formula. He says I, I or you know little little oats or rice or you know some of the cereal. He says you need milk. See, one thing that milk does, one thing the Word of God does, is it grows you to a certain point. And not of strong meat. What do bodybuilders do? They eat a lot of protein. They eat a lot of meat. They, if they want to grow strong muscles, you want to grow spiritually? You need some strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the, in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. 
but strong meat belong to them that are of full age. Full age. Wow. A couple stories. Hopefully they're not too much of a rabbit trail. But I remember years ago I was listening. This guy was saved maybe about two, three weeks. And they said, you know, come on. Come on, say a few words. Guy got up and he says, you know, uh, we're handing out Bibles and they're just New Testaments. I don't even know what the Old Testament is for. Okay. Um, you don't have to put it up, but John 5, 39, Jesus said, you search the scriptures for in them you think they, they speak truth, but the scriptures speak of me. The Old Testament speaks of Jesus. You want to, you know, uh, you just look, everything points towards the coming of the Messiah. There are umpteen, word, umpteen promises, umpteen things. You know, a virgin shall give birth. Yeah, right. Uh, by the Holy Spirit. You know, he should be born here. This will happen. This will happen. This is kind of, you know, it's like, it speaks of Jesus. Full age. Then reading on, for those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Discern good and evil. You ever meet somebody and go, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. Really? Is that really true? How are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling okay. <clears throat> I'm fine. What's wrong with your leg? Oh, nothing. It's, you know, it's fine. Arm falls off, leg, you know. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, wonderful. And the whole time their mind is in total turmoil. Can you discern by the Spirit? Does God trust you enough? Are you old? Are you grown enough in the Lord that where God can speak to you so you can minister to somebody else? Ooh. How do you get that way? You find a mentor. You find a group. You find a church. You find a pastor. You find somebody to help you. I learned more when I was learning to, uh, when I was practicing the accordion. I used to uh, with Al, and this guy. I mean, he could pick up a key. I mean, he could play something. He you play a piece he's never heard, and within a minute he's playing along with you. And he said, oh, no, 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 play it like this. And he, you know, he could hear the rhythm. Can you hear the rhythm of the Spirit? I remember once I was at a, uh, went to this one presentation. Guy wanted you to buy $7,000 worth of chemicals and stuff you store in your garage, and then you go out and sell it. And he says, you know, we're looking for salespeople. We're looking for managers. The guy says, I've been a manager for 10 years. The guy says, I have a question for you. He goes, yes. He goes, are you the same manager you were 10 years ago, or have you grown each year as a manager? 
Am I the same Christian that I was? I'm calculating. <laughs> 76, 24, 45, 46 years ago? Or am I different today? Am I more, you know, um, if you're a musician and you play the same piece every day, and you never open up another book, never try another genre of, of music, you never, you never do something different, are you a better musician than you were a year ago or today? Hmm. Pushing it. Senses exercised. Does that mean every time you make a decision, it's going to be right? Every time you say, well, I feel this way towards you, is that necessarily right? I try to personally be careful, you know. It's like, thus saith the Spirit. Uh, Fred, uh, mm. or Fred, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something in my spirit, and let, can I talk to you about it? You know, I just, you know, are you having trouble with, well, maybe a little. Yeah, okay, you know, can we pray about it? Fine. Or he says, no. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather stretch out and be wrong than sit there and die. Because what happens if you take seed that God puts in my heart and I bury it? And it keeps getting watered and I bury it. Keeps getting, I bury it. What's it going to do? It's going to die. It's going to grow stunted. Um, 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. <laughs> How's that? I'm writing you a letter. I'm saying, you're a baby. You're a baby in Christ. Can you imagine? Here's on the back of my I am what? I've been saved three months. I've been saved three years. I've been saved 30 years. I am a, you know, I've, I've gone to church for 30 years now. 45 years I've been going to church. Whoopee. 45 years of going to church doesn't make you more of a Christian. You're a Christian, but a stronger Christian. Babes, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. In other words, here, I'm trying to, you know, feed you, you know, so that you'll grow. For you were not able to bear it, neither are you now able. He's saying, I have strong stuff for you, but you can't take it. Talk about... 
Are we actually truthful with people we talk to in the spirit? Hopefully by, you know, uh, tempering ourselves and speaking correctly, speaking with the way, speaking with, you know, a heart that says, I, I want to minister love, because guess what? That could be me. For you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envy, strife, divisions, you are not carnal, and are you not carnal and walk as men? Wait a minute. He's saying that they're babies because of the way they act. The deeds that they are doing is what he is judging them on. Or what the Spirit of the Lord is through him judging them on. See, it's not me that judges. Jesus actually said that. I don't judge, but whatever the judgment the Father gives me. So that if I don't know God, if I haven't learned to to, to have him minister to me, if I haven't learned his voice, how can I do anything? How can I? I can do it in the flesh. I'm of Paul. I'm oh, no, no, no. I'm of this. I'm of that. You know, whoopee. You know, somebody said, what makes you think you're so righteous? I'm in Christ. You read that in 1 Corinthians 30. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I, have his, I am him in wisdom. I am him in holiness. I am him in righteousness. Now, the way I act is another question. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Talk about growing. Hallelujah. I'll add it. Um, I used to, uh, for 20-some years, my wife and I ministered to Hope House. We did a chapel service on Saturday mornings. And... Uh, It's one of the ways God kept me sober and walking the right path because I was teaching the 12 steps out of the Bible. And as I went through the scriptures and went through the program, I learned something. That if I didn't continue to grow in my walk, my old man nature was growing also. That's why it says die daily. If you don't die daily, if you don't put that thing down daily and grow daily, guess what? What's going to get stronger? Well, I stopped, you know, I, I've, I, I've, I've read my Bible once. Uh, I've done this. I've done that. I don't need to do anything else. <laughs> the old man is slowly peeking its head up. I'm going to get you. At first, it may be just, you know, a little thought, a little whatever. But eventually, you know, what's going to grow stronger? Whatever I feed, 
Well, I start watching the late night movies now because, you know, they, they, they don't edit it as much. Ooh, let me turn on the computer now. Let me turn that on. Ooh, yeah. Yes, Lord, uh, I'll read my Bible later as soon as I'm done watching this. Uh, what's going to take over your mind? Whatever you feed. And you notice, as the thing that struck me, the reason I threw this scripture in here is because the things that I'm doing show what, where I'm at. Shows my maturity, shows my age in Christ. Matthew 24 is a very interesting scripture. We're not going there, but we're going to 25. 24 talks about the coming, the Lord's coming, uh, things that happen, great tribulation, all that stuff. But there are five different, three different stories in there. The first one is Matthew 25, 1 through 13, about the ten virgins. It was part, you know, the, I guess I was reading part of this, and it was part of the bride, uh, the, the groom's ploy that he would kind of not let anybody know when he's coming to see if they were prepared for him. So, you know, he could come at 9 in the morning, night at night, midnight. And so everybody, he wanted to see how well her family could be prepared. So here's these 10 virgins waiting for the bride. They got their lamps. It's midnight. Here he comes. Here he comes. Wake up. Wake up. Oh, my God. Trim your lamps. Trim your lamps. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I don't have any. Can you give me some oil? Some hot sauce? Give me some spirit? I pounded the table and my watch said, did I fall? Did I fall? Did I fall and did I fail to be prepared? See, the king is coming back someday. Am I prepared? I once said this at a Bible study, and I said, what are you going to do if the Lord came back in 30 minutes? And all of a sudden, the voice in my head went, yeah, what? <laughs> are you prophesying to me, Lord? <laughs> do you now have... 29 minutes and 30 seconds to get ready for the Lord's coming back. Whoops. <laughs> prepared. They weren't prepared. They didn't have oil in their lives to shine light to others, to guide the way for the bride, for the groom to come. Do we have oil in our hearts, in our minds, in our very beings? Are we prepared? Because we don't know when. The Father knows. Was it 88? There's 88, 1988. There are 88 reasons why he's coming back in 1988. I got a bunch of those books. <sighs> Maybe 2088. I don't know. Nobody knows. Just the Father. 
Then there's another section, Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Work using talents. Oops. Work. I got to do something. Here's talent. Here's, here, here, here's a, a gift. Ability to sing. A guilt, uh, ability to speak. Ability to, to minister. A, ability to, to take care of children. Ability to teach in a children's church. Ability to vacuum the carpet. He gave one five talents. He came back. Huh. Oh, hey. Here's the master. He's returning. He goes, the five you gave me, I've earned five more. And he goes, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on in. And I'm going to put you over ten cities. He got more. The guy that gave two talents. Lord, you gave me two I have four. I'm returning to you. Well done. You know, he didn't say, well, that's, you know, four, two, two to five. You know, that's uh, 40% of what the other guy did. You know, okay. No, he said, well done. Come on in. You, you know, you'll be, oh, you're, you're doing good. The guy that had one. Lord, I knew you were tough. So I took it, and I hit it in the ground. And here it is. Whoo. You lazy, slothful mm, servant. Take it from him. Give it to the guy that has ten. And throw him into Outside, it moved gnashing of teeth and darkness. You know, somebody says, I'm a Christian. It's almost I'm from Missouri. Show me. What do you do as a Christian? What do you do? The Lord says, I have meat. You see, I believe, you know, that's, that's good doctrine. And just, you know, by the way, it doesn't happen all at once. Because, go, I'm going to go back. Paul, the Saul of Tarsus. Bam! Knocked down. Three days crying and praying before the Lord, blind. Guy comes, prays for him, heals his eyes. He goes to the uh, temple and starts saying, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus, and he, was, he became the first basket case. They had to let him over the wall in the basket. Yeah. Three years he goes in the desert studying the Old Testament to see whether it is Christ or not. Yes. Fourteen years he goes to a, a, an assembly. It doesn't even say where. But, you know, he probably did a small group became an associate pastor. And then when they had a prayer meeting and they're sending out Barnabas, he says, I'm going to take Paul. And they find Paul after, what, 20, almost seven, uh, 20 years? He goes from a persecutor of Christ to a preacher of the gospel. He matured. Righteousness. The right judgment. 
He didn't bury it. Say, well, you know, I was wrong. Let me go on making carpets. You know, let me, let me, let me go make some tents. Uh, oh. Yeah. He grew in the Lord. He had such strong meat that even Peter said in one of his epistles, man, this guy has, has stuff that's whew, it's tough to understand, but it's of God. He went to heaven, heard things he couldn't speak to mortal men. And from that anointing, he wrote, what, a third of the New Testament? There's one more, 20, um, Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Judgment. Uh, Lord comes back. You've done your deeds. <laughs> now you stand. There's the goats and the sheep. And I'm going to read. Thirty-four through forty-one. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of the Father. Anybody here want to say I'm blessed of the Father? Woo! Man, is that an endorsement? Who says you're so blessed, God? Boy, it's tough to turn that one down, isn't it? <laughs> Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of... God has something prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Prepared for you. He had you in mind. Each and every individual. He had you in mind. And he says, I'm going to prepare something just for you. Well, you see, I, I don't know how God's going to do that because I'd have trouble, you know. No. No. God's all-powerful. God's all-knowing. God's all... He can do it. For when I was hungry, you gave me meat. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you took me in. Naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. When I was in prison, you came unto me. Then shall the righteous say unto him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed thee, or thirsty and give thee drink? And then he said, When saw ye a stranger, then took me in, and naked you clothed me? 39. When you saw me sick or in prison, came unto thee? And the king shall answer. You notice it said the king? No, we're not in a democracy. God, we're going to take a vote on how you should move today. No, the king says. I'm going to move. The king answered and said, Verily I say unto you, insomuch as you have done unto one of the least of my brethren, you have done it unto me. How you treat your neighbor, how you treat your boss, how you treat your husband, how you treat your wife, your friend, How you treat somebody that's down and out. You're doing that unto God. 
Are you blessing them? Or are you putting them down? See, I believe strong meat has two meanings. Strong meat is, you know, okay, you need basic doctrine before, you know, you got to learn to play the basic instrument before you can go on to more advanced I can't think of the word. More advanced music. You can't... If you want to be a doctor, you have to learn the basics before you can go on to anatomy. you got to learn anatomy before you can do the surgery. You see, there are steps in growing. So that strong meat is, is doctrine. But I believe there's a second meaning. And I believe this came from Thursday night, is that the meat... God has for things for us to do, to reach out. I don't know how God's going to do it. Because you know the way God works? He says, see the fields, they're white. Pray for, the God, for, pray for God to send workers into the field. He didn't say, come up with a plan, get a textbook, see what they're doing. He says, find a find for workers. Somebody that has a fire. Somebody that's been called to do it. There, there's a person or persons to hear or going to be coming in. or there's got Somebody that says, I want to go there and do this. Can I support them? Maybe do they need their amplifiers, you know, amps carried, stage set up, help, music. Hallelujah. I got to have a prop. I mean, I, I normally have a prop. A potato. Now, I was reading, I was surfing through the internet the other day, and it said, How do you bake a potato? Duh. Come on. How do you bake it? You put it in the oven. Turn on the oven. Ah, but there are steps. Number one, you take a potato. You have to wash it first. Because it's come, it's got dirt on it. I first thing I need is to be cleaned. I need the blood of Jesus on me. I need salvation. You look at the old tabernacle in the desert, the first, one of the first things they had was the labor so that the priest could wash before they walked into the, into the actual tent itself. They had to be cleaned. My wife said, do I want, this thing has eyes in it. Don't I want to take the eyes off? No, because guess what? If I cut this, and every eye, and I plant that eye, guess what it's going to do? It's going to grow and reproduce itself. And as Christians, what do I need to do? Ooh, reproduce myself. Then I have to poke holes in it. 
And if you read Philippians 2, 12 through 13, uh, part of it, the end part of that says, I need to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. You see, I get saved, I'm washed, I'm clean, and now God says, I want to, you know, when you put it in the oven or put it in the microwave, if you don't poke holes, guess what it'll do? Explode. But if you have holes, I can take that unforgiveness and push it out. I can take those thoughts, impure thoughts, and push them out. I can take lying and push it out. I can, take, I can take whatever is bothering my life, I can push it out. Hurts from long ago, push it out in Jesus' name. Then, not hot sauce, but I'm to take this thing and rub it in oil so that the skin will be nice and tasty and crisp. Should we be immersed in the Holy Spirit? And then there's the last thing they said, put a little salt on it. Flavor. Am I a flavor to the world? Or does the world see me without any, you know, why would I be, I'd be a Christian? Hmm. Since I'm right with God, I have the peace of God. How's that for a starter? The other, the other night we had a prayer meeting. Lenny prayed for me, and I mean, within two days, one or two was answered, and the other one's coming. God answers prayer. Well, you know, that is just a coincidence. Yeah, a coincidence of God. Hallelujah. But think of a potato. Every time you see a potato, you know, it's got to be cleaned. It's got to be worked out. The things that are inside has to escape. Got to be coated in oil and salted with flavor. And today, if you're watching or you're sitting here and you've never been cleaned by the blood of Jesus, you've never been washed by his word, you have a chance right now to step from hell bound to heavenly seated. And it's, <sighs> hallelujah, your words in your heart. And if you're in watching today and watching right now and you've received Jesus, you've said, Lord, I want you into my heart. I want my sins forgiven. I thank you for that. And, I, and I'll, I'm going to find a church, and I'm going to go to it, and I, a Bible-believing church. You've said that in your heart, in your words. I want you to write in. Put it on a post. Put it on your, put it on your engage card. Because we want to know and rejoice with you for a change in your life. If you're here today and you've said, okay, I want to rededicate my life. Come on up afterwards. We'll pray with you. And I just want each and every member here, every person sitting here, that God today has meat for you. 
He has words. He has, he has doctrine. He has something that will get down into your heart. That will strengthen your very being. And he has things for you to do. And Lord, I thank you for a plate that you're preparing for each and every person. I thank you for that. And Lord, in Jesus' name, bless your people. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve. It's always good to be reminded that we need to grow, even when we think we're grown, right? Amen. So there are multiple ways to give here at...